Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, almost wharf online. SunburyMotors.com. Ford, Kia, Hyundai, the best in new inventory. For a pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee and a fabulous service department that keeps everything up to date. From the routine, they can take care of the difficult. It is all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. The... When the college football playoff expands in 2024 to 12, they have now picked the dates for the opening round, which in all likelihood will be played at home sites. They're going to play one game on Friday, December 20th, 2024, and then three games on Saturday, December 21st. Uh, And they would then play... The quarterfinals either on New Year's Eve, one game, with three on New Year's Day, or three on New Year's Day and one on January 2nd. Because they're trying to avoid the NFL wildcard weekend. Which is sitting in the middle of all this and does come into play. Uh, because when we're talking about the 20th and 21st, the 20th, they're fine. That single game will have all will have a lot of eyeballs on it. But on the 21st of December, they are going against three NFL games that day. So, And what they did say, Bill Hancock said, they want to preserve as much prep time between rounds as they possibly can. And, of course, that makes complete sense. It also makes sense in terms of not just prep time, but also makes sense in terms of recovery time. And recovery time for the players will be important in something like this. All right. So those are a couple of items that's right out of the gate. The well, I guess we lost Steve there on the on the connection there. So we'll get back into that NFL draft day, of course. Round one tonight at eight from Kansas City. Dave Zangaro, NBC Sports Philadelphia, three thirty-five. Jerry Dulac from the Steelers Radio Network at four thirty-five today. Sandwiched with mock headlines with the King. At 4.06. It's a loaded show today on this draft day. I think we got him back now. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Temporarily lost the connection, so we apologize for that. I was going to lead into um, it may be the first day of draft day, and a lot of people are excited about it, but um, let's go now to the land of confusion (laughs) and depression. And time now to take the audience down a path that may not want to go. <laughs> I'm always excited for draft day. This is one of my favorite days of the year, weekends of the year. It's very exciting for I me. I understand. I've, I've developed a good passion for the draft the last couple of years. All right. 
It's not, but you are not without complaints. So what is bothering you today? No, but so this has been a thing that's been <laughs> bothering me for a little bit during this entire time is I really don't get the B. John Robinson hype. I mean, I get it, but I, let's say I don't agree with it. I get it. He's a, he's probably going to be a, a – he looks to be a generational talent. I get it. Would it be a great fit for the Eagles? Yeah, probably, yeah. because it would make the Eagles' offense that much more unstoppable. But if you look at where the Eagles fell short last year, it's on the line. And if you want to stay consistent, especially after Jalen Hurts – his contract starts to kick in. If you want to keep yourself relevant as a playoff team, you better be good on the lines for years to come. So I want the Eagles to go offensive or defensive line. Specifically, Nolan Smith is at the top of my board for the Eagles tonight, and he will definitely be there, I think, at 10, the way this is it's sounding as of right now. It's going to depend on how the quarterbacks go. That's where the Eagles need to go. Paris Johnson's another guy that I would, that I would take at mm-hmm. 10. Yeah. I'm fine That's with all those guys. I'm not going to hate B. John Robinson or they, if they go with Jackson Smith and Jeeba because that bolsters the offense even more. You know, I can't ignore that. But the Eagles really got to focus on defense and on the lines to me in, the, in these first well, I, three I, picks. I don't, I, don't, I don't think they're going to go with Robinson. Now, if, for example, say Robinson were there at 30, you should take him. Yes, That's then what... I would not hate that. Exactly right. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I think, well, I guess you're not – I guess what people are projecting Robinson to the Eagles because I haven't seen that. There's seen, there's people seen, projecting him to the Eagles, but there's a lot of hype around e- the Eagles, the Eagle fan base, Philadelphia media that really want the Eagles to draft Bijan Robinson. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Tonight. I don't. Th- I I still guess. don't think so it's, it's either. It's a pure guess. Yeah, it's just a pure guess on my part. I'm yeah. not saying you know I know because I don't. Nobody knows. But if I were to guess at ten. No. Yeah, I agree. Because um, it's just not I, the I Eagles' say, philosophy. Nope, I think we lost Steve again. All right, we'll see if we can get it back, give him back here. But yeah, that's the that's not the Eagles' philosophy is to go running back. I don't know why. To me, I I know you you got the window the small window here, but you got to be able to fix yourself on both sides of the ball. That's the other argument I've got. You keep blowing yourself on offense, sure, that's good, all good and fine, but ultimately, you still didn't really haven't fully addressed your. The reason why you fell a little bit short in the Super Bowl last year is because of the lines, specifically the defensive line. And you've lost some guys in that spot during free agency. I mean, you've lost guys, period, across the defense in free agency. But I would st- I would still say the Eagles are thinner than what they were last year as far as depth is concerned on the defensive line than what they had last year. So that's what I want to see done. What I do fear, though, is the Eagles trading up for Jalen Carter. As I've said before, I want no part of Jalen Carter. It's one thing to have all the 
off the field baggage that he's got legally. And then there's another thing to not being able to finish your own pro day. I mean, that was the bigger red flag for me than the off the field stuff. And plus the way he's handled himself with Drew Rosenhaus's agent as far as only taking entertaining visits with teams in the top 10 because he's that confident he's not going to fall. Uh, that that rubbed me the wrong way and if I'm an NFL GM, NFL scout, that would rub me the wrong way too. So I do not want to see Jalen Carter in an Eagles uniform tonight. So we'll see how that goes there for the Eagles. So we got Dave Zangaro in the next half hour. Jerry Dulac will get us set for the Steelers at 435. A lot of people want Joey Porter Jr. I think that'd be a good fit, especially now with all the quarterbacks that are in the AFC. I think that'd be a good move for the Steelers to keep bolstering that secondary offensive line as another spot. I think they can they can go and should go. All so, right. all right, we got him back again. I did, yeah. I did, I, I did the one thing I thought I could do at this end, and that was re, when it did fall out a second time. I figured I'd reboot it. <laughs> so there we go. The, the old fashioned we'll reboot the reboot the computer. I figure, what the heck? I'll give that a shot. See how she goes. Uh, so we'll see how much you know. If it works out, it'll be the perfect solution. Uh, so I, I want to sidestep for a moment. Uh, you know, Puff Johnson from North Carolina announced yesterday he's transferring into Penn State, and he's cleared he's in. Okay. Uh, and as I, I think I said, did I say this to you yesterday? Sometimes I, I do a couple of these things. I'm not sure sometimes, so I apologize. The reason his name, his name is Donovan. I think it's like Donovan Christian Johnson or something like that. Yes, Coco Puffs. Okay. And it, Coco Puffs, that's why <laughs> he's, right? That, that's from his mom. That's from his mom. Uh, outside shooter, uh, and no no question can play, uh, and and he's six eight. And today, uh, Kudus Wahab, the six eleven center from Georgetown, who actually played one year at Maryland, so he's played against Penn State. So I've seen him play. You're talking about six eleven, about two forty five. He he announced on his Instagram today that. And it's been put out there that uh, he is uh, he is too intending to transfer to Penn State. Okay, so just thought we'd add this stuff in there for everybody. That way, um, keep everybody up to date on what is going on. So, um, I I apologize for the deviation because I know you want to talk about the draft, and I know the fans want to talk about the draft. I got it. But I wanted to add that in before we moved forward with anything. The draft is always so interesting in so many ways. And um, and and I think that uh, the And we don't know how it's going to play out. I, I agree with you. I think the Eagles, if they were to get an offensive lineman, like, say, Peter Skaronsky's available. Between tackle, guard, he can play either one, right? Say he's available. Nolan Smith of Georgia has an edge rusher. 
available as well. Just a couple of items that you know that you throw in there as a what, what I think they could do. I don't think Robinson's going to be the guy. That's just me. That's just me. I just don't think he's going to be the guy. Okay. And um, and I think that that is that's just me, which I think matches up what you I think what you're hoping for. Yes, if if they got Peter Skaronsky, I'd be happy with that. Now that I now that you've cleared my fear about him, about the. Oh. Kind of where he would fit as far as a center or guard, I, I then yeah. I think he'd be a great fit too at ten. I wouldn't be happy. I, I would be happy with that. And I apologize. I just got your text. So Dick and Milton, Dick, I'm sorry. I did I did not mean to hold you up there. I just found out you're on the line. That's that's okay, Steve. I just wanted to. I, we had this discussion back when when the portal was getting started, and I told you then I didn't like it, and I don't know how you felt about it back then. Uh, I'm still not real wild about it, and I, I know it helps Penn State's help the wrestling team, and, and it helps. But I still think it's it's an exercise in futility. It's going to ruin college sports eventually. That and the NIL, I just don't like it. I think with the portal, it's interesting you bring that up, Dick, because my next door neighbor Jim Hopi brought it up today, and I think that there that there is a partial solution to it that they're going to go with, and I mean the NCAA, obviously. And that is Dick from Milton wants to transfer and he wants to go to Kansas. And after a year at Kansas, Dick and Milton is not happy. He wants to transfer again. Now he picks, goes to Auburn. But he, the, the second time through, you have to sit out a year. And I think that's what they're doing. I think that's, that's how it's going to work out. So you think we eventually will have to buffer it somehow? Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. Um, I mean, the way it is, I just read this week that somebody entered the transfer portal, and he's only been to the other school for half a year. You know, he's leaving well, there, basketball yeah. or football, I forget which one it was. Story of Storm Duck in football, he ended up at Louisville. Uh, he, he, was, he came here in January. He went through the winter workouts, went through the entire spring practice. To be honest with you, they really liked him. I watched him, Dick. I thought he was terrific. And I I was completely baffled by it. Uh, that, That one, usually you're like, okay, great. You're all good. Right? You're fine. Uh, nope. This time I was, I was completely blindsided when he said he wanted to go. I never expected him to leave. Well, I say on a basketball team or a football team, if everybody can't be one of those five or one of those 11 starters for the most part. So it yeah, doesn't matter how and, good and you are. There might be somebody better that you have to beat out. And, you're, and, every, you're and everybody there is right coming through that? the portal. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right about that, Dick. It's just when I look at, was Storm Duck going to start here? No. But was he going to play 35 to 40 plays a game? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because Manny plays... 22 to 25 guys during the course of a game with a lot of different packages. And I'm like, I was like 
baffled because he was going to play a lot and was going to play a big role and maybe the designation of not being a starter bothered him. I would never know because I, I never talked to him. So I don't really know much about, you know, what was behind this or not. All I know is I was blindsided by it. Well, I just, just wanted to get your feeling on that. I mean, no, it's, it's not going to end because I don't like it. And as I say, Penn State wrestling team has really benefited from it. So I guess in a way it's, it helps them. But by and large, I don't know how these coaches go out and recruit kids because they don't know how who's going to be there yeah, a year later. Yeah, it's hard because I, I was listening to an interview earlier today with Steve Sarkeesian, the head coach at Texas. Yeah, I think we lost Steve again, Dick. I apologize uh, yeah, for the yeah, uh, That's okay. The There's nothing, nothing worse than a computer that stops working. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> hey, but hey, but I hear you 100%. You know, it's been happening with, with, with Bucknell, too, as I've talked about before. So we hear you 100% on that. <laughs> hey, I had to reboot mine twice the other day down at Bucknell. So. All right. <laughs> so, thanks all right. Hey, thanks, you, Dick. Bye. There you go, Dick from Mill, and always glad to have you on. So we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get Steve fixed up here, Dave Zangaro at 335 today as well than Jerry Dulac at 435. Round one of the draft tonight at 8, getting you set for that. It is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15. Almost Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai, best of new inventory. A lot of great pre-owned inventory on the lots with the Sunbury Motors guarantee that means so much. And a fabulous service department that backs it all up with great technicians all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Phillies won today, one nothing. Matt Strom won it. Uh, Craig Kimbrell closed it. Cody Clemens knocked in uh, Castellanos with the game's only run in the second or third inning, something like that. So the Phillies take two out of three from the Mariners. Pirates won again. They won 6-2, to two and they continue to play great and entertaining baseball. 
All right, let's bring in Dave Zangaro now from Philadelphia. Dave, first of all, how have you been? Doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking, Dave. Appreciate that. Okay, so here we are. This is, uh, for some people, a national holiday. And for some people, it's a fun work day. Eagles have two picks. Dave, a year ago, we would have been debating at pick 10, do they take a quarterback? That was immediately solved by Jalen Hurts. Now they can really go to town and pick whomever they want. Your idea, which direction should they go? Yeah, it's uh, you're right. It's funny how, how different a year ago feels right now. We were talking about when they made that trade with the Saints to pick up a, a future one. We thought maybe that's going to be ammo to, to get the quarterback. They obviously don't need that. So uh, in Philly, I mean, obviously the uh, the fan favorite is Bijan Robinson. Uh, I, I have a hard time believing that's the way they would go, just based on what we know about how they value positions. So uh, I think it starts with the trenches with this team like it normally does, and uh, there will be some options. Now, it's a little tricky to figure out exactly how this board in front of them is going to go, but uh, if Jalen Carter is there at 10 or if he, he starts slipping into their range, I, I think he's a player that uh, just makes a lot of sense for them positionally and given what we know about the individual player, and it, he is not without question, of course, right now. there were uh, There's legitimate off-field concerns, but if he checks out in that regard, the, the prospect is a really good one, uh, and they've obviously drafted Georgia players recently. They drafted two last year. So I, I think that would make some sense if they want to have a modest trade-up and, and figure out a way to get Jalen Carter. Hey, Dave, it's Matt Controllo. Sorry we had some technical difficulties there on Steve's end, but we'll keep things going. Um, anything you're hearing at this point as far as where the Eagles might go tonight? Yeah, it's it's a little tricky to figure out. Uh, um, I, I think the trenches are a pretty safe bet, uh, but that's not unlike a lot of years. I, I think it makes sense that they would try to trade up if one of those top defensive players falls, and, and I think Jalen Carter's at the top of that list. So if they're there, you know, seven or eight, then then I think it makes a lot of sense. Let's get back to Jalen Carter for a second. Oh, we do have Steve back. Okay, Let's, here we go. Okay, okay. Yeah, I know you're, you're obsessed with Jalen Carter. Get off that. They're not going to get him. Uh, I mean, seriously, they're not going to get him. Uh, they got a better shot at Nolan Smith. Uh, but let, I want to get into Robinson for a moment. If he's available at 30, I'd take him. What about you? Yeah, sure. I mean, 30 is much different than 10. Um, but getting back yeah. to Jalen Carter, I don't think it's like out of the realm of possibility. It would take a trade-up. Um, I wouldn't just say they're not going to get him. Oh, I think Seattle's going to take him at five. That's why I say it. Okay, I'm yeah, not I mean, saying it, they it, wouldn't take him. I'm saying, I'm saying Seattle will take him at five. I don't think he's on the board. Yeah, I mean, that's legitimate. Um, I, I also think that if, if the Eagles make a call about Seattle's pick, that's not crazy. Uh, I know it would be a, a big jump. Um, but if he makes it past five, then all bets are kind of off. Well, Dave, let me ask you this then. Like, I, uh, what if the Eagles were to couple 10 and – was it the Eagles are 10, right? 10 and 30 yeah. together to, to get five. Would that be worth, Carter? That's a, an interesting question. Um, uh, part of my whole thinking was a trade-up was that to then trade down from 30 and recoup some of those picks. 
Uh, I think Carter is a special player. Um, moving up that high, <laughs> that's that's risky, right? That's that's certainly right. risky. Yes. I, I think yeah. he is a, a really good player. Um, I, I don't know if they would package both of those picks to move up that far. Okay, Matt, go ahead. Let him have it on Carter. Go ahead. Matt is not Matt is not a Carter guy, Dave. Go ahead, Matt. I, I, the only thing I question is I just don't think it, I, I think the Eagles can't afford to take a chance on him at this point because of the short window that they have. That's just my my personal opinion about that. I don't know how you feel about that, Dave. Well, look, I, I think the the short window stuff is people bring it up when they talk about a prospect like. Bijan, right? It's like they want to maximize this window that they have open right now. I don't think that's the way they look at these high first round picks. Right now, they have a top 10 pick coming off a Super Bowl appearance, and that's really rare. Uh, so I, yeah. I think that they're trying to find a guy who's the cornerstone of the franchise for the next decade. So uh, I get that there are some questions. And look, I, I can't really speak to the off the field concerns. They're, they're doing their homework on all that, uh, I can tell you the player himself is impressive. And, and I think the Eagles also feel like they have the culture to to take a chance when there is a little bit of a character concern. They've put that in place with uh, their quarterback, their leaders. And, I, I mean, I think Philly, even with N'Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis already in the building, they feel like they'd be able to, to handle Jalen Carter. Dave, with all due respect... Every team thinks that. I mean, yeah. they all do. Every team well, thinks, well, oh, we can, we can handle it. Off yeah. of oh, oh, I, oh, I know that. But I'm saying a lot of teams, like when it comes to somebody, go, we can do it. Right? And you're like, I'm not so sure. But Carter's a talent. There's no getting around it. But he's got his buddy there, his teammate, Nolan Smith. Would he fit at 10? And would, even though he may be a bit undersized, would he be what they're looking for off the edge? Yeah, I don't think the Eagles would be as concerned about the measurables there. Uh, yeah, they, I agree. They I they agree. have Hassan Reddick, who, uh, you know, it's funny, Hassan Reddick has been kind of the poster child for undersized yep. defensive ends or edge rushers, whatever you want to call them. Uh, so I don't think they'd be too concerned about that. Now, you look at Nolan Smith's production in college, and you think, eh, you'd like to see a little bit more there. But he's playing for a really good team, and, uh, sometimes the numbers just don't follow. I, I think he's one of those guys where you can convince yourself the best is yet to come, and, and you, you hope it is because mm. the, the production hasn't been there. But he, I, the, the words physical freak kind of get tossed around pretty freely now. No, he is. I mean, he's he, yeah. he's quite an athlete, and, and I think he would be in play at 10 or even a possible, like, a, a modest trade down. He would still be a target, I think. Yeah. Um Okay, offensive line. In all likelihood, Peter Skaronsky might be there. At 10, is that a possibility? And what would you think of it? Yeah, I think there are really two offensive linemen who might be in play at 10. It's Skaronsky and Paris Johnson, if, yeah. if Paris Johnson's still there. Uh, interesting, because uh, they're similar in some ways and different in others. You know, they're... Skaronsky has kind of been pegged as a guard at the NFL level. He's never played guard at college. And Paris Johnson uh, did play guard a little bit in college, started at right guard for a year, but uh, has the length and the athleticism. Everyone kind of thinks he's going to be a tackle. I think with Skaronsky, it's going to come down to which teams think he's a guard only and which teams think he has the ability to play tackle 
in the NFL because those guys are obviously more valuable. You don't see a lot of guards going in the top ten. We saw Quentin Nelson, of course, a few years ago, mm-hmm. a yep. special prospect, though. Uh, the last time before then, you have to go back to 2013 to find a guard only in the, in the top ten. So it is rare. Uh, he feels like a really safe pick because his college tape is so good. Uh, and look, with the Eagles, I don't think them going to the trenches is ever a surprise. Right, no. And obviously I saw both those players play in person, Paris Johnson and Peter Skoransky. Uh Robinson aside, are there a couple of playmaking guys out there? And I might be thinking 30 now. That Sure. When you yeah, look I, at I don't it, know if you're the value lines like, up at 10 necessarily for a, right. a skill player. Yeah, um, but, yeah, but if you're 30, looking at 30... Yeah, and then, then you get into the, you know, Jameer Gibbs isn't a crazy pick. Uh, I don't know if there's and, a receiver. And, and, for those, and, and for those who are, he's the running back from Alabama. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Yeah, and, and he, he has th- that um, the ability as a receiver, too. So, I, you know, that that's what the Eagles would look for. And that's part of the reason some folks are hoping they, they draft Bijan that high. Uh, but I think Gibbs at 30 isn't crazy. I, I don't know if there's a receiver in that range who, who necessarily would fit. And I don't know if receivers the way they want to go that early in the draft because it, the mouths to feed becomes kind of an issue uh, at that position. Uh, but, you know, also I, I think an underrated possibility, and I don't think it's super likely, but uh, the tight end position. This is a really good draft class for tight end. Yeah. And I know everyone's going to say, yeah, they have Dallas Goddard. Goddard right now is older than Zach Ertz was when they drafted Goddard back in 2018 in the second round. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's crazy. Uh, now you're limited a little bit because you're not going to play two tight end sets as much as you're going to play three wide. But uh, I think that's a, a position that is really good in this draft. And uh, it, it's been in the back of my mind. I don't think that would be totally crazy for them to draft the tight end, even if it's not at 30, somewhere in one of these first few rounds. Yeah, Mayor at Notre Dame and Ken, Dalton Kincaid at Utah would be the two that come to mind. Uh, yeah, they that, might that be gone. Play. You know, if you're talking about like maybe a modest but, trade down, okay. Darnell Washington. Let me let me throw a name out for you later in the draft, right? Not tonight, but later in the draft that I do know the Eagles like, Brenton Strange of Penn State. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. The Eagles have, in their history, it's like they don't draft Penn State players. It's kind of crazy to have a pretty good football school not that far from you, and it's it's been rare. I mean, they it's the last Penn State players they've drafted, Miles Sanders, obviously, Sharif Miller a few years ago, but we're talking a long lull uh, between mm-hmm. Penn State yeah. players for whatever reason. Yeah, and, and part of it might be circumstances, too. You know, yeah, I don't think there's like necessarily a, a cause yeah. and effect or a reason for it, but it is kind of strange that you know <laughs> there's a pretty good football school on the other side of yeah. the state, and they don't seem to to draft from it. Yeah. Okay, you know it's it's it, it it's interesting. Um, okay, for fun, odds that Howie makes a deal tonight. Uh, pretty good. Uh, he just. Uh... That's, that's that's what he does. He he trades. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, what do you want percentage-wise? I, I think it's pretty high. I'd go, like, because he has two picks, too. So it's not like mm-hmm. he just has one pick. Uh, I'd put it as high as, like, 70 75%. Yeah. Um, I, I'd be really surprised if he stayed at 10 and 30 and drafted players. 
Interesting. I like it, Dave. I like it. Right? Yeah, and I mean, look like, at history. He's made four uh, trades oh, in the last five years. In absolutely. The first like, he doesn't sit still. No, no. I mean, it's, I mean, he may not be able to judge Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, but he trades. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Not everybody's perfect at this. I'm just joking. All right. Yeah, no, uh, you're right. I mean, that's a pretty big miss. Yeah, but you know what? The Colts almost picked Ryan Leaf, too, so I'll leave, <laughs> we'll leave, we'll leave that one off, off the board. Uh, they're not going to take a quarterback. They're not going to take a quarterback. But what have you thought as you sit there looking at it from 30,000 feet about the quarterback debate that's been going on with Stroud and Levis and Richardson and Bryce Young? What have you just thought as an observer? It's been a really weird year with those quarterbacks, and I haven't done the work on them, uh, right. really watching them much because I haven't needed to. Um I think there are some guys like, you know, I look at Richardson as a guy who, man, like the ceiling is so high for that dude. He's such a physical freak. I, I, I might take a chance on him over a guy like Levis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, at the top, I still think Bryce is going to go first. I, I think Stroud is, yeah. is really solid. Uh, I think those two are, are safer picks. Uh, but I look at Richardson and think, man, like <laughs> that guy has so much talent. If he ends up in the right situation, and that's what so much of success kind of hinges on for a lot of positions, but especially quarterback. Yeah. I think his ceiling is super high. Matt, tell them who, who, who they should draft. Go ahead, Matt. I am a Nolan Smith guy. That's who I would want as far as that goes. Yeah, that's totally fine. He's a, he's a good edge rusher, and they can never have too many. And that's the thing. It's like if they draft an offensive lineman, there's a chance, the, the best-case scenario is maybe it puts someone really good to the bench. Whether you know, If they draft Skaronsky, he's probably starting at right guard, and that means that Cam Jurgens is going to have to wait his turn. Uh, whereas you know, if they draft an edge rusher, that guy's playing. He's not going to start, probably, at least not right away, because they have Reddick and Sweat. But he's going to play. He's going to play an awful lot. So I think there are reasons to, to want that player. And Someone like Nolan Smith can grow into that starter role eventually, and you hope he's here for the next decade. Dave, were you actually physically there when they had the draft in Philadelphia? I didn't go to the actual draft. Uh, I've okay. never actually gone to the actual draft. That could, okay. It just makes more Neither sense for me to be at the uh, at yeah. the facility. But it was a pretty cool scene from yeah. just watching it on TV. Yeah, I mean, I neither have I. I've never gone to a draft either. I just what you know, but it sounds like it's. I mean, they're getting 250, 500,000 people just to watch them hand up cards. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, the NFL is going to find ways to make money on whatever they can. And it's, it's, it's crazy how big of a business the draft has become. You, you read, like, old yeah. stories about when guys get drafted and they'd send a letter to their colleges and say, oh, yeah, you got drafted in the – the 14th round show up for training camp in a few months. Like it's it's amazing how far it's come. What's it like covering the draft when you're at the facility? Can you just give everybody at least an insight as to you know like your chair and what's going on there? Sure. I, I don't know what it's like in some other buildings. Uh, the Eagles, like I'll be there, kind of doing some TV, some radio, uh, and kind of waiting for these picks. And I have a little desk at the facility, so we'll wait for them to make moves. 
will kind of work as they make the moves. And then at the end of the day, they'll have a press conference with the general manager and the head coach. And, uh, you know, that's typically the way they do it. They used to come out with uh, some coach after every pick, just kind of explain it. And they haven't done that in a few years. It's kind of at the end of the day, they'll, they'll explain everything they've done. Well, Dave, I think we lost Steve again. I really appreciate the insight. appreciate your time, especially on a busy day today. And uh, we'll definitely catch up with you soon. Thanks so much for the time. All right. Thanks. And that is Dave Zangaro, NBC Sports Philadelphia, joining us as the Eagles get set for the draft tonight, picks 10 and 30. We'll come back after this here on the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Sunbury Motors. Jalen Carter and you'll free. Uh, yeah, I, I will be a basket case tomorrow. I mean, you will not be happy. No. It, to you, it's all about the off the field thing. You can be honest about it. That's, yeah. that's the part that that's the part that matters to you. Yeah, exactly. It's that. It's not being able to finish your own pro day. It's not only visiting ten teams thinking you're still going to get picked in the top 10 like i too many red flags for me you wouldn't even think about the other stuff if there wasn't an off the field issue i know you i know i know no what, I, know, I, I i would i know how i know how you think now <laughs> i would be a, i would be a little less concerned but uh i would still not feel great about it how about that I don't think they'll get him. I think Seattle's taking. I agree. I, I think I, he's going to go to Seattle myself. And I, I you know, I think that he is. Uh, I'm talking about Pete Carroll's type of guys. Like, hey, we're fine. We got him. I think that's what they do. Yes. And, um, but I, I, but believe me, I, I did mean what I said to Dave. Like everybody thinks their culture is going to solve a guy. They all do. Okay. We're bringing in a quarterback that uh, needs some work. Don't worry. We can get the best out of him. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, that one I that one I actually agree with, especially in this case with Jalen Carter. I mean, I, yeah, you got his teammates and everyone saying that, um, uh, that the, you know, his former teammates that are there on the Eagles now will help him. I, I don't think so. I think a guy is who he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um... And I've seen it too often. Where, like, we'll bring him in. Our culture will like. Well, no, not really. <laughs> How about your guy Buckner transferring to Alabama? You know, no surprise, but um, he'll just continue to be on the bench. So it is what it is. <laughs> not Sorry. so sure about that. Not so sure about that. Um, Tommy Reese is now the offensive coordinator at Alabama. Or if he does, it, it, so he, he might get he might get a chance. But I, I just don't think he's I just don't think he's good enough. I'm sorry. And neither quarterback, Milrow included, and Milrow and Simpson, the two quarterbacks, evidently had okay springs, but not great. And they had an okay crimson and white game, but not great. Right. And. I'm not saying he's the solution. That's not what I'm saying. But I, uh, what I am saying is I think he has a shot to play. 
Now, whether that helps them or not or helps him, I don't know. But I think he has a shot to play.